Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Process Theology, which explains how it is that everything is in the process of becoming, even God, and you are the means by which God does so. You are significant. My name is Daniel, and I am the host of of this podcast. So, where do I begin exactly? I had a subject I was going to discuss this week. A subject dealing with why I called this podcast Process Theology rather than calling the podcast Process Reality or Panentheism or Symbiotic Panentheism. But I got distracted. In fact, I am absolutely appalled. I am used to the concept of humanity committing violence upon its own members. And I have this sense that one of the reasons they do so is they don't understand what total reality is all about. This week, a band of terrorists launched 5,000 rockets into Israel. They went into a nursery of Jews, Jewish children, and killed 41 babies actually beheading some of them. They courageously paraglided into a music festival filled with unarmed young people and began shooting them in the back, in the head, Whatever. They captured little girls and women and raped them viciously and then shot them in the back of the head. This is humanity. Some of you may be asking, But isn't process reality, isn't process theology, isn't panentheism supposed to be a tolerant, pacifistic understanding of human actions in reality? How far from the truth this perception is. I hope I have never given 
the impression that humanity is supposed to be pacifistic. In fact, humanity is supposed to be violent. Violent against those that declare individuals to be simply physical beings who deserve to be treated no less than the animals we find in the woods. Deserve to be treated as the cows moving along the shoots of slaughterhouses waiting to be slaughtered for human consumption. These terrorists are no more than violent animals. They have no sympathy. They have no empathy. They have no human compassion for those that think differently than they do. Process theology, process reality, panentheism states unequivocally that we in society, that individuals have a moral obligation to fight back against those that want to subjugate us, dominate us, humiliate us, and attempt to brainwash us. We are, after all, made in the image of God. Can you imagine how those individuals that committed these horrendous acts could ever think of themselves as sparks of God? It saddens me deeply. I have no sympathy for them. I extend no tolerance towards them. Society has a moral obligation to stand up against such individuals and use violence to keep them from repeating acts such as this. I don't know. I have a feeling the Israelis may not carry their actions out to the end of what's necessary. 
I hope that's not the truth. I hope that's not what happens. Because these individuals will go on and repeat their acts over and over and over again, relying on the weak constitutions of those who want to compromise and those who want to just get along. We cannot, as a race, allow this to happen. We have a moral obligation to stand up for those who are still alive, to stand up for those who have a spark of God within them, to protect those individuals, just as we would protect God if God should be in our presence. I I know this may sound terrible, but process theology is in no way pacifistic. That's why I say in the end of my podcast, stand tall, stand strong against those who want to subjugate you and dominate you and make you no more than examples of animals. In fact, most of us who find these acts to be horrendous would not treat animals in this fashion. The slaughter of animals for food, well, yes, that that's a harvesting and According to biblical texts, these animals are here for our enjoyment and they are here to provide the nutrition we need to survive. But the means by which we treat them has to be one of compassion, and has to be one of mercy. There are many instances in our society where violence is necessary. A person walks into your home where you and your family are watching TV, and the person carrying duct tape 
again. Zip ties. You know they're up to no good when they enter your home uninvited and break down the door, even if they don't break down the door, if they just open the door. You have an obligation to protect your family. You have a moral obligation to protect them. Not just because they are your family, but because they are also sparks of God traveling the universe. And your children, they are a gift from God. And you have been entrusted with that spark of God to raise them, to love them, to teach them, and to protect them. When a country that is occupied by citizens who formed the country or who are keeping the country intact and who are determining the laws of that country that they and the citizens must obey, Those individuals have an obligation to protect the people that are citizens of their country. And if individuals in that country disagree, why they can attempt to convince others to change the rule of law. <laughs> But if they find they wake up in the middle of the night and there are tanks and soldiers running rapid through the streets of their country, raping and pillaging, destroying their infrastructure of electricity, their infrastructure of water supplies, the security of their citizens, then those citizens have an obligation to stand up against such adversaries who want to dominate them and subjugate them and treat them as if they are mere animals. They are not mere animals. They are sparks of God. They are traveling the universe for a reason a reason that actually affects 
what God is in the process of becoming. So yes, those citizens have an obligation to stand tall, stand strong against such adversaries. Because if they won't do it, nobody else will. But if they stand up against those adversaries, others may or may not come to their assistance. And if others do come to their assistance, they are actually coming to help those citizens, those sparks of God, stand up for themselves. Mankind, is there any hope for mankind? Certainly there's hope for mankind. But we have to change. We talked about change when we talked about prophecy. But we have to change. Mankind is moving towards the concept there is no God. And without God, there's no explanation as to where the universe came from. Without a God, there is no religion. And I know many people would say, well, religion is a terrible thing. It has done terrible acts against humanity. But they are so wrong. It is not religion that committed the terrible acts. It is humanity which did so. Humanity looked at others that were not like them and decided they were unworthy to life. We have to change. We have to change the direction of the history vector we are creating, which takes us away from the concept of God. Now, I do not in these podcasts, push my religion. I am Christian, but I do not push my religion. What I am pushing is the concept that God exists, not just as a idea, not just as a belief based upon faith, but rather that God exists as a scientific fact. 
as a philosophical, rational fact, as a religious ancient text exclamation of what reality is all about. We must change. But can we change? Of course we can change. We just have to expand our understanding of reality. And that can be done. But we have to create a model of reality that does this. It can be done. But are we willing to put in the effort to do it? I hope so. In the meantime, peace. This is Daniel signing off. Thank you for joining me today. In the meantime, remember to stand strong, stand tall against the forces in society that want to reduce you to mere flesh and blood in order to dominate you and subjugate you, when in fact you have a spark of the divine within you. And it is that spark of the divine which is made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. You must have significance. And in fact, you must be significant. How could it be otherwise? This is Daniel signing off. Peace.